1: Three, two, one. Happy New Year's Eve and welcome to week 17 of the NFL season. It has been an exciting and a fun and interesting ride going to be taking you through uh, what we can expect on week 17 because today is new year's eve and tomorrow is new year's day and there are a lot of college bowl games the rest of the week 17 nfl schedule will be played today we actually had monday night football on saturday night yesterday i will uh touch on that uh and on the thursday night game before we dive into our games of the week Thursday night saw the Jets come and battle the Cleveland Browns. The Browns uh, came into it with 10 wins already, you know, on the cusp of looking to be into the playoffs. They just needed one more win to assure a playoff spot and to actually keep them in range to potentially get the number one seed in the AFC. There's still a little bit of a long shot to get that, but they did get a huge win, 37 to 20 over the Jets. Trevor Simeon played again for the Jets as Zach Wilson is out. Noah Mari Cooper. I'm sure that hurt a lot of people in fantasy. I know it hurt me uh, in a couple of places. Huge game from David Njoku. If you sign him, that was great. Joe Flacco, four and one now as a starter. Uh, the Browns are at 11 and five. They have clinched a playoff spot at worst. I think they will be the top wild card. Uh, so a big season for Cleveland. We also, as I mentioned, had Monday night football on Saturday night this week uh, because of the holiday. Uh, so kind of the final Monday night football telecast of the regular season. We had the final Thursday night telecast of the regular season on Thursday. The final Monday night telecast was a good one. As we saw the, uh, Detroit Lions come to battle the Dallas Cowboys, a very close and competitive game An incredible output for CD lamb, which was great uh, to see for fantasy came down to a two point conversion play at the end. The Cowboys got a 20 to 19 victory as Detroit was denied. They had one taken away by penalty that is going to be controversial and is going to be talked about. Seems like there was an officiating mistake. Um, You know, it's not been a great season for officiating uh, in a lot of senses We've seen some of these big officiating errors impact the playoff race uh, the last couple of years. be curious to see where we go from here, but a big win for Dallas. They moved to 11 wins. Detroit sitting at 11 wins. Both those teams are already in the playoffs. It kind of was a matter of seeding. Seems like the Lions will probably be locked into that three seed. They have a huge game with the Vikings to close out the season, the Cowboys, and with the Washington Commanders. So big wins all around. Uh, Now let's look at some of the games of the week which is today. Uh in the early window games don't get any bigger than the 11 and 4 Miami Dolphins at the 12 and 3 Baltimore Ravens. This is really playing for the number 1 overall seed in the AFC. If the Ravens win, they've got it. Um, you know they can't be caught they'll be at 13 wins Uh, they'll be sitting pretty the Dolphins meanwhile have a huge range of outcomes uh, which has become kind of fascinating they could be the number one overall seed in the AFC they could also slide all the way to being the fifth seed and the top wild card they have Buffalo right in their rear view Buffalo is going to be playing the Patriots today if Buffalo wins and the Dolphins lose that sets up a week 18 matchup between those teams that will really decide the AFC East so the Dolphins you You know, just a huge range of outcomes. Be curious to see how they fare in this one. There are only three late window games, despite the fact most of the games are on Sunday today. It's a very unbalanced schedule. The one that's probably the most intriguing is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams coming off of tough Week 16 losses, both really needing a win to solidify or move into their playoff, positioning the Bengals. Still a long shot. They would need some help, but at 8-7, and if they don't get a win – They're pretty much sliding out of the playoff picture in the AFC. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, they're 9-6. and Things have not gone the way they expected. They actually are still facing competition in the AFC West, where both the Broncos and the Raiders, who are 7-8, and have beaten the Chiefs at one point this season. If the Chiefs lose out and those teams win out, there's a possibility they don't even make the playoffs a win today, and that all goes away. They lock up the AFC West, and at worst, they'll probably be a 3-seed. Uh, So big game there. Sunday night football is kind of a loser leaves the playoff race game in uh, the NFC. We have the seven and eight Packers at the seven and eight Vikings. Both of them were looking really good a couple weeks ago and have gone through a very difficult stretch. Uh, The Vikings are turning it over to Jaron Hall. Who is now the fourth quarterback to start for that team this season? Uh, You know, after Kirk Cousins was lost for injury, they went through Dobbs. They decided they went to Nick Mullins. He threw a lot of interceptions the last two weeks. Not terribly surprising that they moved off of him. Meanwhile, you know, it's been an uneven first season for Jordan Love. A lot of his weapons are continuously injured. The Packers also have a, a little bit of a setback tonight. They suspended Jair Alexander for one game, they lost their other starting corner. Not great when you're potentially facing justin jefferson and jordan addison this should be a big way to close out week 17 as i said the winner here goes to eight and eight keeps their hopes alive the loser seven and nine will likely have played themselves out of the playoff race so a lot of big implications in that one a lot of big implications for your fantasy lineups this is traditionally the championship week for those who play fantasy football so let's look at some of my sit start suggestions Uh, I had a decent week in week 16. I went 3-1 and one in starts. The only miss was James Cook, who only had 70 yards on the ground and also had a fumble. I was 2-2 two and two in sits. Joe Flacco is really on fire. We saw that already again this week. And Gerald Everett did just enough to squeak into tight end 12 range with no Keenan Allen. So let's see how I do this week. Uh, at quarterback, my start is Patrick Mahomes. Um, you might say this is obvious, but there has been a lot of people who have been down on Mahomes and doubting him uh and you know it's it's a little unfair it's trendy to be down on him but let's be clear he's still a great quarterback he's still a great starting option in fantasy if you made it to championship week you know you're still riding him. It's a down year, but he's QB seven on the season. He's always capable of a huge game, and I think that might be the case with their backs against the wall at home against the Bengals. My sit is Gardner Minshew. He's had an impressive season, uh, and he could lead the Colts to the postseason. Kind of a huge game for them playing the Raiders today. He's likely done enough to earn some. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target,
0: are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich kind of look this offseason from a quarterback needy team but is he right for your fantasy team maybe in super flex but he's only QB 21 on the season he hasn't been a huge performer only averaging 13.1 points per game he's really a steady low-end QB 2 so my you know my standard is top 12 I am not trusting him uh, in this week and I, I also think it could be a down game even for super flex going against a pretty stout Raiders front At running back, my start is James Conner. Uh, you know, Connor missed a chunk of games this season and he struggled to reach double digits in a few others. I kind of understand if you've soured on him a little bit, but as the Cardinals have played better down the stretch, Connor has really picked up his game. He has 17 or more points in his last three games, including two games with 20 plus points. He's getting involved as a runner and a receiver. With the Cardinals facing a good Eagles team, they'll need points, and I like Connors to produce top 24 numbers. My sit is Devon Achan. I love the explosive rookie season he's had. He's had some huge games and he's always a threat for a huge play. So I understand why people are still throwing him out there, but over the last three weeks, he's had 12 or fewer points in each game. That includes two straight games with less than 10 points. As I mentioned this week, the Dolphins face the Ravens. I love Achan's talent, uh, but you know what? I'm not trusting him as a top 24 play this week at receiver. Puka Nakua, he probably got you to the championship if you started him in the semifinal round. Uh, you know, if you faced him, you might be out. That's how explosive he's been the last week and how explosive he's been this season. He's on the short list of players for Rookie of the Year. And with the Rams close to securing a playoff spot, totally winnable game against the Giants, he is in my lineup. My sit is Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills. Look, this isn't about shock value for me. It's about reality. Diggs has not had 100 yards receiving in any of his last nine games. The Bills' offense has kind of found its groove by running the ball. That's led to wins. But it hasn't helped Diggs in fantasy. Since Week 10, Diggs is wide receiver 51, just one spot ahead of Gabe Davis. He's only averaging 9.3 points per game. Is he a flex option? Sure he is. And he has top 24 talent, but he is not a top 24 play for me. I'm just not that confident. At tight end, my start is Evan Ingram. I know that they will be without Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, but CJ Beathard uh, will probably lean on Ingram. He has been the best and most consistent weapon for the Jaguars this season. He's tight end five, and he keeps producing some big games. He's become a go-to option, and I think that continues here in Week 17. My sit, I'm going back to the Bills and Dalton K- Kincaid. No Bills pass catcher are really thriving right now. That's been especially true for Kincaid, who has cooled a lot since the return of Das Knox. You have two tight ends now in the mix and you have a couple other receivers and they're just not throwing that much. Josh Allen only had 21 pass attempts last week. There's a lot of options in Buffalo and there's just not enough volume. Kincaid has upside, but he is not a locked top 12 performer for me. So I I have him as a sit for this championship week. Those are a look at a few of my sit start suggestions. Now, let's talk about picks against the spread. Last week, I went nine and seven, ended up two games over 500. I was 21 and 119 going into the week. First two games, I had the Jets plus seven and a half. I didn't think they would win, but I thought that they would keep it reasonably close. That one missed. I also had the Lions plus six and a half. I thought the Cowboys would win, but the Lions would keep it close. That one hit. So I'm 122 and 120. Uh, First up, we have the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. It is a massive 11.5-point spread. I think the Bills for sure get the win at home, but I like the Patriots who have been playing better to keep it close, so I took them plus 11.5. Next, we have the Atlanta Falcons at the Chicago Bears. Bears are favored, and you know what? I like the Bears in this game. I'm taking Chicago minus 2.5. Las Vegas Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts has a lot of AFC playoff implication. The Colts are favored at home, but I actually like the Raiders to go on the road and get the win. They've been very hot of late. They're playing hard for Antonio Pierce Who's trying to earn the full-time gig I'm taking the Raiders plus two and a half Los Angeles Rams at the New York Giants It's a little bit of a bigger spread Makes me a little nervous But I'm taking the Rams minus six and a half I think they've been good Philadelphia Eagles at home against the Arizona Cardinals. The Eagles have been struggling a little bit. We saw how the Giants came back on them. The Cardinals are better than their 3-12 record. It is too big a point spread for my liking. I'm taking the Cardinals plus 12 half, but I think the Eagles will get the straight-up victory. Big one in the NFC South. This will likely decide the division title. New Orleans Saints traveling to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are favored at home. I like them minus 3.5, and I like them to win the division. San Francisco. Francisco looking for a bounce back on the road against the Washington Commanders. Couldn't have picked a better spot for a bounce back. It's a huge spread, but I am taking it anyway. I have the 49ers minus 13 and a half. This is a tough one. Jacksonville Jaguars at home hosting the Panthers. Panthers have played better of late. It makes me a little bit nervous that cj bethard is now the quarterback but i'm still gonna ride with my original pick which was the jaguars minus six and a half Uh, we go to baltimore the ravens have looked simply unstoppable the dolphins had a big week last week getting a win at home against the cowboys i don't think they'll have the same magic in baltimore i like the ravens minus three and a half tennessee titans going in to battle the houston Texans. I think the Texans will get the win, especially now that C.J. Stroud is back, but the Titans, I like them to keep it close. They kept it close last time, so I'm taking Titans plus three and a half. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers into battle the Seattle Seahawks. Both teams are eight and seven. Both teams are hungry for a win if they want to stay in the playoff race. I like the Seahawks to get the straight-up win, but I'm taking the Steelers plus three and a half to keep it a close game. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos, which are a hot mess against the Los Angeles Chargers, who are also a hot mess. It's a little bit of a bigger point spread than I'd like. I took this before all the Russell Wilson news, but I'm going to stick with it. Broncos minus five and a half. Then I mentioned the Chiefs-Bangles. That's a huge game. I think the Chiefs will get the win at home uh, to win the West, but I think this is going to be a close game. The spread was a little too big for me. I'm taking the Bengals plus 7.5. Sunday night football, Packers still struggling with a lot of injuries on the road. They've been inconsistent. The Vikings have also been inconsistent, but I'm giving them a little bit of an edge at home. I think we could see some nice things from Jaron Hall. I'm taking the Vikings minus 2.5, so that will wrap up uh, this week's picks against the spread. Hope you guys have a wonderful New Year's Eve. Uh, A lot of great movies we saw this year. I'll end briefly. uh, Just touch on Eric and I did our top 12 movies of the year last night on this week of the movies podcast. You can find that on the channel. Uh, Hope you guys take a chance to check it out. Hope you have a safe and sane New Year's Eve and best of luck in the championship week. Everybody in your crew
0: identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.